All right, we're coming in Butch and the Sundance Kid style here on Wags and Fresh Podcast. Justin had a story he'd like to relay to me, and I had about 10 minutes, so we thought we'd share it with you and pull some strings and see uh, what comes out of it. So let it rip. So, yeah, this Butch and the Sundance Kid uh, is has uh, been a theme that's been kind of recurring from time to time at work, um, simply because there's been a lot of change, and uh, my boss and I are sort of um, you know, we're, we're glued at the hip when it comes to the problems that we have and the both positive and negative. And, you know, we really do have each other's back when it comes to these types of issues. And, um, and most recently, uh, he, you know, he sent me, uh, just a simple reply to an email and he replied back, you know, Hey, Butch, you know, such and such. And I had forgotten, you know, I don't even remember what the email was about over the weekend, but he, his reply was responding to me as Butch. I had forgotten that we had done some of the Sundance, uh, Butch and the Sundance Kid thing in the past. And, uh, and so I said, are you referring? Does that make me Sundance? Is that what, is that what, what I'm getting here? And, uh, or, you know, the other way around off on Butch, you're Sundance. And he said, yeah, that's, that's what I'm referring to. I said, well, you do remember how that movie ended, right? And uh, I don't know if you've ever watched that movie. Do you know how that movie ended? I thought running off a cliff. Right. Well, that's that's the Thelma and Louise version of that. Right. So that's the uh, that's the interpretation of the same thing. But they're uh, they're and and I watched the YouTube clip and I sent it back to him saying this is this is the end if you don't remember. And you can find the last two minutes on on the YouTube. And it's great because Paul Newman is Butch and um, and Robert Redford is Sundance. And they're kind of um they're being cornered by i believe it's the mexican army but i'm not 100 percent sure who it is because i just it's been too long since i've seen the movie but um but they're basically cornered and surrounded by uh whoever they were fighting and uh, butch is sort of um at least in the scene that you see there he, he kind of he recognizes the magnitude of the situation but at the same time it's kind of i would the word i was thinking of is dopey right he's kind of a dopey um character because he wants to tell he wants to tell sundance he's like oh i got this great idea and sundance is like you know we we got bigger fish to fry right now we don't really want to talk about whatever you got rattling around in your brain right now and um and so there was this pause for about 15 seconds and of course butch couldn't help himself so he's like we should go to australia so you know when, when, when this is all over with let's go to australia we can we can you know live our lives out there and then of course the more pragmatic of the two the more sensible of the two Sundance is like well isn't that like halfway around the world and you know <laughs> and, and this whole scene is really just Butch's attempt to distract Sundance from the reality of that they're about to have to take their guns and because there's no they can't just sit there there's no like we're going to wait it out they have to decide at some point to attack and so they they end up, you know, at the end of the movie, running out of the building, shooting their guns. But the whole what I thought was interesting was how Butch decided to sort of distract Sundance from the magnitude of the moment with this conversation about let's move to Australia when this is all over with. And and then and they kind of geared them up to be like, OK, let's go do what we got to do now. And they ran out and then they freeze the frame of the two of them running towards the camera with their guns blazing. Mm. But then you hear the, the noise of machine guns, which they didn't have machine guns and all this other, you know, rifle fire and everything, gunfire. And you realize, yeah, they, they, they're, they're dead. <laughs> you know, that, there's, or there's in no, Australia. 
<laughs> or in Australia. Either way, they made it to Australia, one way or the other. And, uh, and so, but so to to sort of, you know, encapsulate or, or to sort of finish that whole story off, this happens on Saturday. He he morning he sent me the Butch thing, and then I was doing some other things, and I saw his email about an hour or so later, and I said, oh, "Does that make me Sundance?" And I sent him the YouTube thing, and he's, "Oh, it's too late. I, you know, you missed the moment, right?" Kind of a thing. And then about two hours later, he sends me a picture. Uh, his him his daughter. Um, you know, I, I explained to you before she's um, she's autistic, and so on Saturdays they go and do sort of some things around to different stores and Best Bath and Beyond. They do a, sort of the same sort of shops uh, every Saturday, and one of those shops is TJ Maxx. And so he takes a picture of a you know a framed pic portrait of Butch and the Sundance Kid. <laughs> That's sitting all. there for sale at TJ Maxx saying, uh, I guess it was a part of the plan today. Um, but we, the two of us have really been um, surrounded by a lot of um, people who have different agendas and different, um, you know, things that they want to try to accomplish with the organization that isn't really in lockstep of uh, what we're trying to accomplish. And in many cases, we're opposing forces within the same organization um, trying to get things done. So most of our enemies have actually been internal, not as much external. So um, we've glued ourselves to, to the hip and made ourselves uh, our own version of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. So um, so that's my that's my story as it relates to that. Uh, I, I've been meaning to tell you for a couple of days now. So um, I'd li- like to hear now after I finally got to tell you what where your head went with that uh yeah i mean i i just enjoyed it because um you know i guess my question about you know the possible characteristics of butch is um is his you know dopiness or the way he handles things the way he stays cool under pressure which you know has lent to his success but he just makes it look easy or um is his dopiness and lack of understanding of what the situation is not allow him to get worked up in areas that would cause him to perform at a lower level so either, right. either way it works for him yep um but it's just interesting and then i yeah. and, then, and then you know after you, we talk about him maybe we can head over to sundance for a second yeah it, it you know again i haven't seen the movie in so long i really don't remember the, the sort of the, the we could write our own movie yeah, who, who was Butch? <laughs> I, I, in in the two minutes that I you watched the YouTube clip, that's what I got from him was this sort of this is this is Butch being Butch kind of thing, right? right. Oh, here's Butch again being him, and but when when you just take it in its own scene, you realize how important it is of of you know so much of the time people are always trying to either be too serious or or um, even sometimes too. Uh, jocular if you will but the reality is is there's a place for both of those things and sometimes they need to happen at the same time you know Sundance is being super serious trying to figure out what are we going to do what's our next approach and be very serious and at the same time Butch is trying to lighten the mood so that way there's uh, he wasn't you know making jokes or anything but to create some level of of, uh, you know relaxed nature there so they could get into a place where they could actually go do what they needed to do um and it's interesting how that works within relationships uh whether it's your your spouse or uh other people and sometimes it's important a lot of times that that those sort of relationships those friendships those um that type of stuff is is not even spoken of it just sort of is um but sometimes it needs to be said i think that in a work environment especially 
um, even even this morning, <laughs> Sundance for me and, and I were talking about something and I said, I don't want to take that approach moving forward. I know that we've talked about that in the past. I don't want to take that sort of approach in the, in the future. It was a more of a negative approach and a negative mindset. And I said, I, and I said, and if I start going down that way, I need you to remind me that I don't want to go down that road. Mm. So sometimes you, you have to, you have to verbalize that to them so that way they can keep you accountable because it's easy to go back into saying, Oh, well, I'm just going to treat this person like this. Cause that's how they treat me. And I'm trying to turn that around and not treat that person that way and not act that way and go into the situations that way. So, you know what, buddy, I need you to remind me when I go down that road from time to time that you, that I told you, I don't want to do that. Right. So, so they, they weren't, they weren't just being themselves. They were also being who the other person needed to get the most out of them. Like, correct. He need he needed to be that way for, for Sundance to get what he needed and Sundance needed to have, you know, a little more grit to be steady for, you know, Butch, so to speak. Yep. So that um, they could find that level ground and, and perform together better than they could individually. And, and what's interesting about like, again, everyone always wants this, wants life to be so sort of this beautiful, harmonious, magical, serendipitous situation where relationships are easy and they, they and nobody come into place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and everything forms perfectly and everyone's relationship works naturally and not, nobody needs to communicate those types of things, but tr- better relationships, you know, really come from the fact that you're clear about what you need from somebody else. You're clear about mm-hmm. what it is that you're, you're looking for and what the expectations are that you, you have for themselves for them and for yourselves and vice versa. Otherwise, you know, you, you get disappointed by the fact that there isn't this magical, harmonious understanding that they should understand what your thoughts are all the time. That's just an unrealistic expectation to have for others. Um, even though I understand the romanticism of it, it just is, it puts too much pressure on the actual um, ability for there to be a fulfilling relationship when you have an expectation that's too hard to grasp. And, you know, it's better to say, Hey, these are the things that I need from you. And sometimes I'll be this way. And sometimes that'll help be helpful. And sometimes it won't. And it would Uh, be ridiculous to think that great things would require less work. Right. Like, like why (laughs) would a great relationship require less work? You know, all great things require more work, more discipline, more time, more effort, more sacrifice, more forgiveness. I mean, that's, that's, that's where the greatness comes from. And, and there's, you know, that story is obviously, as you brought up at the beginning with the driving off the cliff, the Thelma and Louise version. Yeah. That's not a new, that's, that's not a new theme, right? That's, that's sort of been done before in movies and stories and Braveheart, things like that. Right. Yeah, yeah that, exactly. Just... But, but it's ultimately a really, um, it's about living actually. It, it really is. It's about living. It's about being liberated. It's, a, it's about freedom. It's about, uh, you know, and I think that ultimately, too, there in that particular scenario, it does it, it does in, in, intertwine with this sort of compassion for others and, and being able to be there for, for others. I, I sometimes find myself more fixated in stories like that on the nature of that relationship between the two people than sort of the spirit of the the liberation that they're both feeling or whatever the case may be. It's much more about. What 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 they did while they were doing it together, is in with for each other. Not so much the specifics of what they did, right? But how they were there for one another in whatever way they needed to be there. So, 
that's what I generally take away from that type of stuff. And, and then, that's the middle ground too. Like, you know, they say, you know, when you're comfortable in the middle, you'll only be able to experience so much. It's only when you get, you know, you know, the, the coal crushed into the diamond type analogy that certain things can come out of a relationship that never would like adversity, like, you know, getting lost hiking, like, you know, these movies show, you know, it's not just about one person at the end running out there. It's about, you know, the relationships and, and what they built along the way, like you were saying, mm. that, that that's what they were going out there for, for that idea of what they had, not sure. just the actual bullets. Right, right, exactly. Um, and, and this is obviously a lesser version of this um and, and obviously those are fictional stories anyway but there are real examples of those things happening so i don't want to minimize either part of it but there was an aspect of the time that we went and jumped in the ocean back in december late november whatever it was that there was a little bit of like if i had to go do that by myself there was no chance there right. was none yeah <laughs> you know you know you were pushing me i was pushing you every step closer was you pushing me without even having to say anything. And, and I felt like, you know, uh, I know how you hate the cold so much so that I was like, I have to just, t- just go f- head first like a bull because that's the only way I'm going to get you dragged. Because if I'm hesitant, there's not a chance you're going to want to do this. Right. And the only reason I was pushing you is because I was dead set in my mind on not going. <laughs> right. You, you had to push me to push you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For sure. Because then I'd be happens. letting you down. <laughs> right. Um, you know, you wanted the experience because about... you wanted that experience for me. Yeah. It wasn't about you. <laughs> when you were when you were talking about Butch, I almost thought about that moment in the Super Bowl where they said, you know, Montana's going down for the winning drive and he gets to the huddle. He's like, Oh yeah, look, there's John Candy in the end zone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. All right. Well, I'm glad we got to get yeah. get, uh, get this together today. So thanks for uh, making this happen on, uh, I guess, uh, episode 11.5 or something. Yeah, it was a fun way to do it. I'll catch up All with right. you later. All right. See you. Take yeah. care. Bye-bye.